the model of failure and success that I was operating with was the wrong model. Harold said, everybody's got two different models. He says they have a model where they think of themselves as having themselves in the middle, and they've got failure on one side, they've got success on the other side, right? And they think that their job is to avoid failure while simultaneously trying to move towards success. Harold said, that's the model that is guaranteed to lead you to a mediocre lifestyle. That's Richard Fenton. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today as we have a brand new featured speaker gracing our virtual stage to share his philosophy about failure and rejection, and also to redefine what it means to succeed. Here's Richard Fenton. Enjoy. My first job in the world of sales was working for my father in the automotive fleet industry. That's the sale of corporate vehicles, right? Rent-a-cars, cars, leasing cars. And I'd been working for my dad for a couple of years, and one day he calls me into the office, and he says, Richard, he says, I've got some great news. I said, what's that? He said, it's time to join the big boys. I said, what does that mean? He said, it means you're going into sales. He said, effective today, he said, you are the Midwestern Regional Fleet Sales Manager for Long Chevrolet here in Chicago. We have an office set up for you downstairs. Your name is on the door, your phone is hooked up, your business cards are printed. And he said, and sitting on the middle of the desk is a phone book for you to look for prospects to cold call on. And then he gave me the four-word sales training program. He said, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> well, I went down to this office with no sales training at all, having no idea what I was doing, and I sat in that office for a month. I'm talking a full 30 days. And you want to take a guess as to how many calls I made? Zero. I never dialed the phone. And you know why? It was really simple. You see, I could tell that just by looking, at the prospects' names in the phone book. I could tell that just by looking at their names printed on the paper in the phone book, that it was the wrong psychological moment to interrupt them. <laughs> I had a fear of failure. I had a fear of rejection. I certainly didn't think my message, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from a car dealer, I've got some cars to sell you. I didn't think my message was as important whatever else it was that these people had going on. Well, I realized I was going to have to do something. So I went back to my dad, and I want you to imagine how difficult this was. Here is a 20-something son going to his sales legend father and having to say, I can't sell. 
Now, interestingly, my dad took it pretty well. He said, Richard, he said, I really didn't give you any sales training. He says, come on in here. He said, let's make some calls together. Well, let's make some calls together really meant that he was going to make some calls and I was going to sit on the other side of the desk and I was going to listen in. So I want you to imagine. Here I am sitting on the side of the desk. My dad's on the other side. My dad grabs his phone book. He flips through the phone book. He finds the rent-a-car page. He runs his finger down the page. He goes, here we go. ABC rent-a-car. He goes, I've never called on these people before. Let's give them a call. My dad dials the phone. Yes, purchasing, please. Sure, I'll hold. He gets the purchasing agent on the phone. And within three minutes, he has a sale for 20 cars. And I have to tell you, that was the moment that I decided to quit the car business. <laughs> I knew I couldn't do what he had done. At least I didn't think I could. You see, my father was the quintessential sales natural. He was the person who could start a conversation with anyone, anywhere, anytime about anything. He didn't have to think about it. He didn't need steps. He didn't need a process. He just did it. In that regard, I am not my father's son. I needed the steps. I needed the training. I needed somebody to show me what came first, what came second, right? Well, when I say that was the moment I decided to quit the car business, I'm not saying it as a laugh line. I'm saying it because that was, I thought at the time, my only way out. I quit my job. I moved from Chicago all the way to Los Angeles to get as far away from the car business as I possibly could. And when I got to LA, interestingly, the first job I took was in sales. But this time, you see, I thought I'd solve the problem because this time I took a job in the world of retail sales. You see, I thought in the world of retail, I wouldn't have the same problems. I thought in the world of retail, people would be driving up, parking their car, walking in, and I would just take care of them and all my problems would go away. There would be no conversations with strangers. Well, you know what? Two months later, I find myself in the same situation. I am failing again. And then the miracle happened. The miracle was that I met a man named Harold. I'd been working in this new job. My sales were so abysmal, abysmal, I was pretty sure they were going to fire me. And then I heard this district manager was coming in. I thought, maybe if I could impress Harold on the store visit, maybe they would give me some more time to improve my sales. Well, Harold came in. We had donuts and coffee. The store opened up at 10 o'clock because I was the first one in that morning. I got the first up. I got to take care of the first customer. In walks this very well-dressed gentleman who says, I need to buy an entire wardrobe of clothing. And I thought, you know what? This is it. This is my magical moment. This is the moment where I'm going to show Harold what a great salesperson I can be. And for the next half hour, I took care of this gentleman. He bought a suit, sport coat, shirts, ties, shoes, socks, belt, pocket square, collar pin, underwear. I mean, he bought an entire wardrobe of clothing. The sale came to $1,100. I thought I was really cool. I thought I'd knocked it out of the park. I send the customer on his way. I come back in, and I am waiting for Harold to fall all over me and tell me how fabulous I am. And instead, he asked me a question that would change the course of my life. He said, Richard, out of curiosity, he said, what did that last customer say no to? And I said, what are you talking about? Were you not watching the sale I just had? 
That man just bought $1,100 worth of clothing. He bought a suit. He bought a sport coat. He, I started running through the list of everything he'd purchased. Harold said, whoa, stop. He said, I'm not asking you what he said yes to. He said, yes is always the easy part of any sale. You just take the sales check. You look at everything that's listed there. Those are the yeses. He said, that has been established. He said, the question I am asking you right now is what did that customer say no to? And when I stopped and I reviewed the sale in my mind from beginning to end, I realized that that customer hadn't said no to anything. Every single thing I laid in front of that man, he purchased. I said, Harold, he didn't say no to anything. And then Harold asked me the other really great question. He said, then how did you know he was done? Well, let me tell you how I knew he was done. I was a young guy. I wasn't making a lot of money. I didn't have a fat wallet at the time. You came into my store and you got to my mental spending limit, you were done. <laughs> if, you, if you spent $1,000, which is about the most I'd ever spent on clothing at that time in my life, you were done. I wrapped up the sale. I sent you on your way. Harold said, you know, Richard, he said, I watched you sell, kid. And he said, you know what? He said, you're not half bad. And then he said, but your fear of the word no is going to kill you. He said, but you know what? I've got a feeling that if you can just get over that, he said, I think you're gonna become one of the great ones. And it was amazing because I went into work that morning afraid they were gonna fire me. And I went home that night, two letters from greatness, N-O, no. I thought, I could do that. I could go back into the store in the next day and I could show more products. I could offer more services. I could take more chances. I could upsell a little bit and I made the decision that I was going to fail my way to success. Did it work? Yes, thank you, please. Now the question is, did it work? Well, I'm not gonna tell you that I became an award-winning salesperson overnight, because that took a whole year. <laughs> but all because one person took the time to explain to me that the model of failure and success that I was operating with was the wrong model. Harold said, everybody's got two different models. He says they have a model where they think of themselves. Let me get our slide here. Here we go. The model where they think of themselves as having themselves in the middle, and they've got failure on one side, they've got success on the other side, right? And they think that their job is to avoid failure while simultaneously trying to move towards success. Harold said, that's the model that is guaranteed to lead you to a mediocre lifestyle. He said, the model you want to be operating with is the one where you're over here and failure, rejection, having people say no to you is here. And the success that you want so bad, he said, that's on the far side. He goes, you shouldn't wake up every morning trying to say, how do I avoid failure and rejection? He said, you should be waking up every morning saying, how do I get a lot of failure and rejection in my life? Understanding that the failure and the rejection ultimately become the stepping stones on your way to that success. Big thanks to Richard Fenton for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, gofornow.com, which is also their Instagram and their YouTube. Their latest book is entitled, Go for no, yes is the destination, no 
is how you get there. I really like that title. And I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled Go for No Trains at the Orlando International Training Event. And I'll have links to everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk. They will all be in the show description below. And that is a wrap for me. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I appreciate you for it. I hope you have a joyful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.